0: Welcome, everyone. This is Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back, as always, who's right here beside me on this side of the screen, him. Same side. Clarence Brown, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I can't complain. I got a trip down Nostalgia Lane this weekend, and that's what we're here to talk about, Masters of the Universe. So I want to go first and just talk really, really quick about... The 1983 version, question, did you watch it? Were you a kid watching it back in the day?
1: Okay, I, I think my memory of He-Man is maybe more rose-colored glasses than it actually was. But I did watch some of it. Of course, when it, you say it came out in 1983-ish. 1983 to 1985. So that would mean I was for uh when it came out and you know of course i watched the reruns as they played through the 80s so that's kind of my familiarity to it i did find myself enjoying it back then um and very much was a fan and i don't know we probably talk about some of the toys and stuff but i I guess you could say i was a fan i was a big fan
0: i was 10 years old at the time so i had a few years you know on you so that gave me a little more Fanboyish to it. Mm-hmm. I remember that it came on the local Jackson ABC affiliate at three thirty, and where I lived, depending on the weather at that, because this is back in the day where you didn't have satellite, you didn't have, and depending on the weather conditions, depended on whether or not I could see it.
1: <laughs> <That's> and
0: <laughs> I loved it. I mean, it, the part of it was getting home from school in time for He Man. You know, get, getting out, getting home watching He-Man but then not knowing when you got there if you were going to be able to see it because if it was cloudy or it was raining y- you were looking at static So,
1: yeah man these these kids nowadays have it so good with their Netflix and whatnots uh, but well I have to ask you this before we go on um, when it was re-released on subsequent streaming services such as Netflix I think it may be on Amazon too did you partake of some of the magic again?
0: I partake I partook, and just like with Super Friends, I had a small bite.
1: Mm, <laughs> you know what okay. I'm saying?
0: They're, they're, you, it's kind of like what you said. You have the nostalgia feeling, but then you're like, eh,
1: Yeah. Eh. So so uh, before we just go on, I do feel like a lot of people have, as I said before, rolls colored glasses on actually what uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was back then. Of course, it was a show at the time that really tickled our fancy and has interested and you know this i have the power and all of the other memes and stuff you can think of from the show really had us on board but i think maybe we are putting a little more weight on the show itself from what we remembered versus actually what it was i as well went to netflix amazon to view this this show that came out from 1983 to 85 like we just said and I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. And I used to love the show. But it is so cheesy and corny. The animation is horrible. Okay, I know it came out in the early 80s, guys. But but it, was, it did not age well at all. I could even watch G.I. Joe, the old G.I. Joe shows. And even Transformers, for that matter. To me, those, although not the greatest, uh, what, 40 years later? I think mm-hmm. they still aged better than... See, here's the
0: problem with He-Man in the context that you're saying. You look at the great toy brands of the 80s from Mattel, from Kenner. You're looking at from Star Wars. You're looking at, you know, even G.I. Joe. But but specifically Star Wars and even Star Trek and, you know, the the different toys that you could get were based off of intellectual properties. He-Man, the story, was the reverse, complete yes. reverse.
1: Yes. Like a lot of, you know, there was others like that in the 80s. I can't say I think they did a fairly good job with it. I know, of course, in in the previous uh, YouTube video, we have talked about uh, the Toys That Made Us episode covering He-Man and the Masters. So uh, they definitely managed to flush something out where there wasn't much there to begin with. So I mean, and again, it just it is one of those '80s nostalgic things that we have in our minds that was very awesome and 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 real and impactful and you know, I just like kids were running around playing Jedi. You know, there wasn't a time, I, I, there wasn't a kid I, I knew that didn't you know raise up the stick or whatever they place word they had when they were little and saying I have the power. So yeah, I mean. Um, definitely definitely in, in our hearts is something very good and um, you know something we wanted to see move forward and, you know maybe we remember it a little bit better than it actually was <laughs> so it's interesting that you said
0: what you did because you know we've got kevin smith who is a comic book fan movie producer and all all the many things that kevin smith is comic book writer etc and so forth who's gotten behind This property, he's writing it, he's producing it, and he's brought this to Netflix. Before we even get into whether you like it or I like it or whatever, we keep hearing these stories about, and I'm sharing something on the screen from Screen Rant about Master of the Universe Revelation review bombed by He Man fans.
1: Okay, and I can, I have something to say on that just from that title, and I know we're gonna get into it, but. What's the title of this again? Masters Masters of the the Universe Universe Revelation.
0: Revelation. Review-bomb by He-Man fans.
1: Yes, because the other one was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So um, this is telling a very different story. Again, I think if you look at the show we had, there's not, in my opinion, I could be told wrong, but in my opinion, there's not a lot to go on to flesh out a full in-depth story (laughs) from it was mm-hmm. verse it was very literally good versus evil that's what you had and yes. um, of course there is there is masters of the universe lore um i forgot how many episodes it was in the original run of the masters of the universe he Man in the master of the universe but you had you know the, the can't even remember the name but you had the space spin off i can't even remember what it's called you had she-ra of course yeah uh and and there's been many subsequent comic books and even a show, I think, in the early aughts that uh, a He-Man cartoon in the early aughts as well. So there's been other lore afterwards. But, you know, if you're looking at the very base of what that uh, came from, I don't think there is a lot there to begin with. And again, in this Netflix series, they are telling a very different story. But again, I go back to people have rose-colored glasses on what He-Man and the Master of the Universe actually is. So, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so,
0: you know, if you want to say something bad about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, go live-action movie. And I remember going to Stop see it. that. Stop no, it. I remember going to see it in the theaters and thinking, this is not He-Man.
1: It, you know, you know... Uh, I- I, I I caught that on rerun. I didn't see it in the theater. I caught it on reruns. Um, uh, Dolph Lundgren, I think, is his name. Yes. Uh, Robert Dolph McNeil. I think Courtney Cox was in it too, maybe. Anyway, um, Tom Paris was in it, so I, you know, I still gotta love it. But it a, a very it had elements. It had elements, but it fell into the trope of all of you know. I think maybe the eighties and nineties runs of. Um, uh, fiction IP moving over into reality. They try to make it relatable to us as humans. And then that at least back then, oftentimes they they lost a lot of that original story. Agreed.
0: Agreed. But you know, I I get the idea. I just don't like the concept of whatever brand it is. Don't bomb it without watching. Yes. You know me, I love to have a bone and I love to pick a bone and et cetera and so forth. But I don't have the right, in my opinion, I don't have the right to go bomb something that I haven't experienced just because I'm on board that train. I, I, I don't like that concept. If it's bad for bad, then by all means, say it's bad, you know, yeah. and, and give reasons why. Because, you know, I've heard you say that before. You know, if you have an opinion, don't just say, I don't like something. Tell you why you don't like something.
1: Yeah. And and again, I'll say the Netflix show, I know we're going to get into some details, but it is a very different it it hits on all the elements and nostalgia I think we got from the original show with the toys, especially Um, it is telling a different story because of what happens to our uh, the missing namesake from as he's missing in the title of this show. He's missing much of the series, spoilers, by the way. But but um, I think a lot of people came into it looking for the he-man show and so, this is not the he-man
0: so why don't we do this just for everyone listening if you have not seen Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix go out watch the episode come back because or also all five because I think it's in two parts come back because from this moment forward spoilers spoilers affirmative spoilers spoilers? what's spoilers and I killed Sparky, too. All right, so, first episode. I've got to go ahead and just get it out the door and say I love the fact that they killed him in the first episode. I actually really, really like that. That made me interested because I was sitting there going kind of what you've just covered, which is where do you go without rehashing the same thing? It, here comes Man-at-Arms. Here comes Leela. I have the power. Orco does something. Blah, bad people run away. Next episode.
1: Yeah, and they it, it took a story that is um, like, a, again, a lot of the 80s and 90s shows. You have this one episode where it, the the good guys beat the bad guys. Um, the end of the episode, nothing really carries over to where now in these five episodes, they set up something that's a bit more serialized in a sense um where we, we ha- we're setting up this cliffhanger <laughs> at the beginning of the very first episode and we're gonna ride that out and see the repercussions of that and funny thing that i I really found interesting about that is that the show itself took a similar jump in time as we've had since the original he-man so interesting yeah so they they jumped ahead what 20 what 30 some odd years maybe um 40 some odd years and that's about what you know maybe not oh, maybe not 40. between
0: between when he died yes. and ah okay cuz i was fixing to say wait adam was young so does that mean his parents are still alive or not
1: i, I think they although they never show them i think they are still alive um because man at arms makes reference to the king got you although yes, they don't right. they don't go back and show them again but i think they may still maybe <laughs> But yeah, I, I just love, again, I just love like how it, the show took a similar span and time as we took uh, as audience of possible He-Man.
0: So what was your favorite He-Man character, either from
1: this or back in the day or both? Oh, man. Oh, I do not know the names. <laughs> so, um, wow. Uh, as far as villains, I like Trapjaw. He's one of my favorites. Of, of course, Skeletor, obviously. I also loved... And I don't think he's actually in the series. I don't know his name, so I won't say him. I think it was Cyclone, I think. But I don't think he was in the series. But I also love the, was it Roboto? The one with the clear, you can see the gears. That was always one of my favorite figures because you can kind of see how it works. (laughs) Oh, that was cool, yeah. And and, uh, seeing him pop up in this series and being a very instrumental character in the series as well, I thought was pretty cool.
0: So I have to admit, I thought of you when they started the second episode and they're talking about technology. And I just, you know, because I know you're big into tech and, and, and all that. And that's what you do in part for a living. And I just thought of you when they started talking about the mainframe and the, you know, kind of making it more computerized, going from this magic based story and now getting into this technology. Digital. Yeah.
1: That, that was very interesting. Um, I do feel like they may have laid it on a little bit too thick, the to world is almost cheesy. Uh, the way they were using some of the technology terms. Um, But I did find it interesting that it was um, mirroring this religious cult (laughs) uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, So I I found that very interesting and that they chose technology. It seemed kind of cool, but they they lay on the cheesiness a little bit too thick in that episode for me.
0: Yep, indeed they did. So to answer my own question about who was my favorite from back in the day, Probably not who you think, or who do you think my favorite would have been? I'm going to ask that. Who would you call my favorite?
1: Oh, of course, Skeletor. Of course, no doubt. (laughs) Nope. Oh, Orko. 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 Yes. It has to be Orko.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. It had to be Orko, and I was awesomely happy to see Orko back. wasn't awesomely happy to see Orko, you know, die, but...
1: I mean, again, that's a character they fleshed out a little bit more to where yeah. he was just like a side jokey character in the other one. I don't think he had any other story that I knew of or could remember uh, from the original He-Man. So they definitely gave his uh, character more, more weight in this episode, in this series.
0: And my second favorite episode, I mean, character had a lot more fleshed out character in this, which was Evil Lynn. I don't know why, but I liked her back in the
1: day. Um, wasn't my favorite, uh, but I, I did enjoy the performance by uh, by um, um, Cersei. Oh, Lannister. Gamer, yeah, Cersei Lannister, uh, Lena Hetty in this in this series. She was she was awesome. Yeah, so that was very enjoyable. She still wasn't on one of my favorites. I don't like how she went the about face by the very end of the series, but um, very enjoyable. It was, you know, it was one of those things where, uh, as far as the series as a whole, and I know we're gonna get into details, but where you see some cataclysmic event happen and all of a sudden the lines between um good and evil are kind of blurred. And in the sense where the people who may have been like some of the worst of the worst are having to, um you know, maybe their reason for being evil or you know, maybe um the things that made them these, these such bad characters has changed and they're almost semi-good guys now, <laughs> which I just found all that very interesting.
0: You know, I I, I know she went, quote-unquote, bad again at the end. I think when we get this next batch of episodes, I think she will eventually turn on Skeletor. But um, yeah, I, I just like the fact of what you just said. They're fleshing out these characters because there's a saying, and I'm probably not going to get it right, but it's basically power loves a vacuum. Yeah, And it was interesting to see what filled either side of the vacuum. And I think that's why... I'm glad, and I know this is not what everybody is complaining about, but I'm glad there wasn't He-Man in there because you had, and I'm glad there wasn't Skeletor. You got to see these other characters interact in ways they would not have.
1: Well, and I also think it's them setting up a bigger story to where let's get this out of the way so when our heroes do come back, like, like for instance, when we get Skeletor uh, Camel at the very end is like he's like bigger and badder than ever, and the fact that we didn't have him all series made him uh, made us appreciate when he did make an appearance even more. And of course, the cliffhanger like we instantly want to see more of that. So um, yeah, I think it was good to have the two extreme characters from both sides away for a minute. Let's see what the rest of you the-
0: they peppered in these little what I would call fan moments of you know, just like nods to fans. What did you think of seeing these other versions of He-Man and their version of heaven or the great beyond or whatever you want to call it? Preternia. Preternia.
1: That was interesting. I think there's some bigger lore around that, that I don't think about. (laughs) So um, for me, it was cool seeing Preternia just in the sense of it's, it's the place where all the other masters of the universe go once they die. And, Honestly, for me, I really had no sense that there were other masters of the universe. Right, me neither. So I I think Hero was a character, and I read this somewhere, that they were going to eventually spin off into a new show. Um, Mm -hmm. Hero, and then you had Grayskull was an actual master, which I always thought there was just like a dingy castle. (laughs) Right, (laughs) and the the castle
0: wasn't even a dingy castle, that was was cool.
1: The castle wasn't a dingy castle, so i found that very interesting to again that stuff that may have been there before that maybe only the hardcore people that you know have really rewatched every episode and read all the comics all about uh, i think they were i think yeah, they were yeah, yeah so uh yeah that that's i stuff that I, I i really never knew existed as far as the flip side of that with the the hill they're equivalent to hell um I thought it was interesting how they uh, fears are manifested there to keep people trapped. And I thought that was pretty. Interesting. So
0: we saw specifically Tila inhale, distribute or exhibit, not distribute, but exhibit some type of power.
1: Wait, did we? <laughs>
0: yeah, she because at one point the the being said, what are you? Yeah. So what's because I think I know what the deal is with with Tila, but I'm curious if you do.
1: That might be what people are getting upset about. Um,
0: and I think they hinted at it in the original series. If it's, if it's what you're, if you're on the so, same So I don't lane. know what you're going to
1: tell me, but let me just say, Tila is an orphan that Man of Arms took in to raise as his child, right? Correct. As the baseline there. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of his protege. She He's he's given her all his knowledge and she's uh, a, 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 a kick butt <laughs> soldier for, uh, Eternia. So that's kind of the baseline I've had from her. Uh, thus far, I have, again, it could have been an original series, even from this series, I really didn't get it, but there could have been, could have been something that's more to her from what I got from that sequence. Um, with her fears, what, what I mostly got is that, um, her bigger, biggest enemy is herself. Okay. As uh, is, is a fear of herself, um, and you know that might be a lot of people's biggest biggest fear so i don't know i I didn't really get any other powers and and again that might be the thing that a lot of people are not liking and from that um yeah i I would love to to know your thoughts all right
0: so when 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 the being said what it did about what are you and another character makes some comment earlier in that Little boy, ten-year-old Kyle is having this flashback memory of, oh, they kind of hinted at this before. I mm. say she is the daughter of the sorcerer.
1: You know what I was gonna say, but what? it's a little too Luke Skywalker. Skywalker.
0: She is uh,
1: Adam's sister. No, the daughter daughter of Skeletor. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if they gave any um ooh, any she's clues She's the daughter otherwise... of Skeletor
0: and sorcerer.
1: Yeah, that would, well, I don't know about the sorcerers. <laughs> 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 but good theory, though. I mean, I really didn't think much of it when we saw that scene. But if I had to theorize, I would say it would be interesting. Um, well, but, wait, but, but, go but, back but, and watch. Let Cal, me say this. But Cal, okay, let me, let go let me ahead. say this. She is no one, she is nobody. You know, she's- oh, okay, I get your
0: uh, I get your Skywalker and logic, uh, but still, go uh, go back and watch. There's an episode with her and the sorcerer, and where the sorceress hesitates, it's like she wants to tell her something mm. before they start the quest,
1: I believe. Okay, well, maybe so, you might be right, so we'll, we'll see. But that also reminds me, this is almost a mirror from the last Jedi when Rey falls in the cave and she sees herself as well so I I don't know who knows (laughs)
0: Luke I am your Skeletor maybe I don't
1: know (laughs) she was Palpatine's daughter you know I'm just saying I'm just saying
0: so let me ask you this if you were to bring somebody back from Preternia and they die (laughs) where do they go this time
1: with all the rest of us uh, low level beings (laughs) To the dirt and replenish the, the earth or Peternium. I don't know, man. Um yeah, I don't I hope Adam isn't dead. Because what I liked about this series from the jump, the very first episode, is that Adam is just a normal looking dude. Whereas in the original He Man, uh in the Masters Universe show, Adam was a buff dude walking yes. around in cheesy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I really like that when he's Adam, he's, yeah, he's a normal guy, he's skinny, he's he's a whippy nerd looking guy. And it makes it <laughs>
0: much more plausible that, that Tila doesn't know that He-Man, who is physically different, is not Adam, which yeah. makes more sense than, hey, look, I took off my shirt and put on some uh, shorts and now I'm He-Man.
1: Hey, man, it was different times in the early 80s. Uh, Clark can't fool people with glasses and a curl, so yes, that's that's indeed. what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: indeed, indeed. But yeah, that 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 was really really cool. It makes me interested to see how soon they're going to bring back this next half. You know, how long are they going to wait before they do part two?
1: Yeah, uh, I hope it's soon. I hope it's soon because again, they left us with a, with a pretty good cliffhanger, and the way it was set up, this is like seems like the first piece or the first chapter and i really hope they are are allowed to get the story because again we talked about some of the backslash the backslash online um from it so you know hopefully hopefully they'll they'll be allowed to, to flush out the story
0: and the last comment i would make is it was cool seeing skeletor get something that i think he tried to do the whole original series which is get the sword and use it he got the sword and used it i mean i know that's you know rooting for the bad guy but you never saw him you know he would get the sword but they would get him away from him before he could do something he actually got the sword and said i have the
1: power blah 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 yes yes indeed indeed you know so that was cool yeah and who knows where they're going but i am interested Mm -hmm. in in seeing more of it again like i to to give people who (laughs) who are hating on it a a little nugget here at the first episode although i was interested i was also a little like where in the world are they going and i think a lot of people are saying this is kind of the uh is it pc political <laughs> person <of> He man <laughs> um appeasing to everyone I, I don't i just think they were telling a different story this is not he-man in the mass universe it's Master. Of, uh, yes Yes. That's definitely what we got.
0: And if they would have, you know, bait and switched or whatever it is and called it He-Man and the Masters and you didn't have He-Man, then I would think, you know, be up in arms about it. Not man in arms, up in arms. But (laughs) but don't – Yeah, I enjoyed it. Bottom line, you know, we could sit here and talk about it forever, but I I think you enjoyed it for the most part, so did I. Yeah, yeah. So I would say for anyone listening, if you liked it, if you hated it, if you disagree with us and you thought it was absolutely horrible, send us some feedback, comment on this video, let us know what you thought, send us to host or send us feedback to host at discussing comics, or excuse me, Send feedback to host at discussingnetwork.com. That's the benefit of doing something live is because you just screw up and then kind of go back and change what ends of this. Anyway, Clarence Brown, as always, it's a pleasure. And for everyone listening, thanks for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and we will be back. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out
1: more at discussingnetwork.com.